The epistle is taken from Ephesians chapter 5. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But fornication and impurity of any kind or greed must not even be mentioned among you as is proper amongst saints. Entirely out of place is obscene, silly, and vulgar talk, but instead, let there be thanksgiving. Be sure of this, that no fornicator or impure person, or one who is greedy, that is, an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be associated with them. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Here ends the first lesson. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Now in May, I will be leading the memorial service for Robert Fell at St. Martin in the Fields. And uh, in 1974, uh, Robert Fell became the first chief executive of the Stock Exchange and later went on to regulate Hong Kong securities. He writes this in his memoirs, remembering those first days at the Stock Exchange. My first meeting was on the consequences of the Burma oil collapse. The next day, my first full council meeting was about how to deal with the financial crisis. Two days later, on January the 6th, was the day of the city's epiphany service. I attended with the chairman and deputy chairman. As we walked down the aisle, the deputy remarked that he did not see Burma oil on the order of service. But when we reached our pew, no three men ever knelt in more fervent prayer. As I knelt, I could hardly have anticipated that my regulatory experience over the next decade would encompass the hammering of one major London firm and the suspension of two others, the murder of a banker, three suicides, the jailing of two exchange chairmen and an assortment of bankers, and as a last straw, the sentencing to eight years imprisonment of the Crown Prosecutor who dealt with most of the commercial crimes I had uncovered. Now most of what he was referring to happened whilst he was in Hong Kong. 
and a cartoon published there in Hong Kong depicted him as a knight in shining armor riding to the rescue of the banking system. He was called a one-man cavalry who brought corruption into the light even when it was dangerous to do so and by doing so saved Hong Kong's financial reputation from international oblivion. In today's epistle reading, a similar level of transparency is being commended for our own personal lives. We heard, read, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light and find out what pleases the Lord. Jesus, our Lord, is the light of the world. He is God fully revealed in human form, so he shows us what God is actually like, as well as revealing all that we as human beings can become. We come into the light of Christ by comparing our lives to his. And as we do so, inevitably we find that we fall short, that our capacity to do what pleases him by living out all goodness, truth, and righteousness is less than his own capacity for these things. Our reality, as our, our gospel reading states, is that we are divided people. As St. Paul so accurately put it in Romans 7, what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And so coming into the light of Christ initially reveals all our fallibilities and our failure to be Christ-like. As a result, if we are to be transparent in the light of Christ, we need to make our humble confession to Almighty God, truly and earnestly repenting of our sins. But the light of Christ does not just expose and make visible our fallibilities. When we learn what pleases our Lord, which is all goodness, righteousness, and truth, as we heard in the epistle, or as our confession says, intending to lead a new life by following the commandments of God, walking in his holy ways, and living in love and charity with our neighbors. When those things occur in our lives, we are then illuminated by him, and we, like him, become a light to others. This is what Jesus means when he tells us to let our light shine before others, that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father who is in heaven. In today's business terms, we would call this being transparent. One business di dictionary definition of transparency is a lack of hidden agendas or conditions accompanied by the availability of full information required for collaboration, cooperation, and collective decision-making. 
And that, it seems to me, is essentially what Bob Fell brought to his work in the city and in Hong Kong. The true purpose of transparency is not simply to appease regulators, to increase profits, or to please shareholders. The true purpose of transparency is authenticity. This is the quality of being genuine and ultimately of being trusted, which allows your message to be heard and believed. Now, interestingly, in that respect, the Church of England has recently been accused in the press of hypocrisy, a lack of authenticity over statements made recently about the living wage. When he was told that the church was full of hypocrites, Stephen Cottrell, the Bishop of Chelmsford, replied, not full, there's still room for one more. Of course, the church doesn't always live up to the standards of the gospel. That's why, as we've already said, we regularly and consistently confess our sins and shortcomings. But as Canon Dr. Angus Ritchie has written, I'm glad the church is speaking out on these issues. If it wasn't for the lead of our bishops and the powerful grassroots work of churches, many more people would be earning poverty wages and living at the mercy of Britain's loan sharks. It would be a disaster if the church stopped speaking out, silenced by the fear of the next negative headline. So my prayer is that we, like Bob Fell and our bishops, continue to practice transparency and authenticity while acknowledging our own shortcomings before God and do so even in the face of accusations of hypocrisy. Amen.